let me tell you about a man that I have met. They call him Captain or Wizard, don't forget. CJ Morgan's his name and he wanted to start a show, so we did. Now you're listening to him on that dang old radio. What a difficult day to be stuck inside. Yeah, man. And I'm constantly bitching because when it's uh, more winter time and it gets dark in here early, it's depressing. Man, it feels nice. But then when it's nice like this and the sun shining in through the window of this cold, damp studio that smells weird. Sucks. It sucks. Because it's sunny and it feels amazing, man. But you know what? You can wear long sleeves if you want. You can wear shorts. You can do whatever. Yeah. Until you get off work. In the meantime, you're stuck with us. Hopefully, uh, thank you for tuning in. And if you are out and about having fun, take us with you on your mobile app. Tag us, for real. That would be awesome. CJ Morgan Show. Take us. Send us pictures. Send us video. Let us know you're outside while we're stuck in here. A disastrous start to one of the darkest chapters in Texas history. day in history in a time when the national news was picking up all sort of insane things happening across the country you might remember as a child. Uh, This was the day when the ATF raided the Branch Davidian compound all the way back in 1993 in Waco. Uh, Quick background, they were a religious organization that uh, David Koresh eventually wrestled the land and group away from uh, a woman uh, and her son that had been running it. Uh, they were acquiring firearms and there were other issues of child abuse reported. Uh, so on this day in history, the ATF planned a raid on the Branch Davidian compound near Waco. Turned out to be disastrous. Oh, yeah. Uh, many things went wrong. Uh, first and foremost, uh, David Kresh was aware that the raid was coming. He had been tipped off. Uh, next door to the ranch, there was a uh, group of, I think it was FBI agents, and one of them had gotten close uh, to Koresh, and the group would attend regularly, and uh, they were hanging out on the, the day before it happened or either the day of. Again, this is kind of my half-assed history. Uh and David Koresh made it aware that he knew that guy was an agent and it was okay. He thought of him as a friend. Sure. Uh, but he tipped him off that he knew the raid was coming. The agent reported that the Branch Davidians knew the raid was coming. On top uh, of that, nice. uh, there was just all sorts of logistical problems of getting out there to the compound with the ATF. They also didn't communicate enough with local law enforcement uh, in in the county. Uh, They attempted to penetrate the compound, but gunfire erupted. Uh, It turned into an all-day gun battle. Four ATF agents were dead, 15 wounded. Six Branch Davidians were fatally wounded. Uh, David Kresh himself was also wounded. Uh, The ATF agents uh, drew back, and a ceasefire was finally negotiated over the telephone. You can actually hear some of the 911 calls uh, between David Koresh and the operator, between a man who is essentially uh, David's uh, lawyer uh, and the the operators trying to work out a ceasefire. Uh, there were a lot of problems, over 100 ATF agents, and they started running out of ammo towards the end of it. And the, oh, no. the Branch Davidians uh, had more. And nice. This, this yeah, was that's all, why you stock up, man. This was the, uh, <laughs> hey. the start to a, a very uh, dangerous conflict uh, that that eventually escalated over the course of uh, the next several days. They attempted to get David to uh, acquiesce, 
uh, and to release people and to surrender. Yeah. And he kept saying, well, after Easter, after this day, after this religion, and he, he kept basically saying, again, I don't remember exactly the timeline, yeah, half-ass history, but he kept saying after this day. Yeah, he kept resetting the goalposts, and, if you will. And it never happened. Uh, Janet Reno was uh, just appointed, was just briefed on the situation, and they were going through multiple options of what to do, and tear gas was one of the options that was uh, presented to him, but they weren't sure on the long-term effects of children. Uh, eventually, they settled on using the tear gas of creating a hole in the compound and then flooding it with tear gas so everyone would rush out another uh, way. Unfortunately, that was not what happened. Either the Branch Davidians or the FBI ATF, no one knows for sure, started a fire. Maybe the tear gas did, and uh, it turned into one of the the uh, the biggest tragedies and right. uh, unfortunate mishaps in the history of Texas and even uh, in the United States government. That also fueled many other issues with, uh, you know, uh, religious groups, separatist communities. Um, I think the uh, the attacks in Oklahoma City were even partially blamed on the government's actions at this, but it all started. Uh, 1993 mm-hmm. on this day in history, and there's a there's a fabulous uh, a podcast that gets a little bit into it. It's called Cults, and of course, I recommend you do your own research. But they they do talk about uh, this a little bit, and you can get a little more history and insight into uh, uh, David Koresh as well. I was about to ask if this was the specific cult uh, encounter where. Uh the uh, police used uh, loud, messed-up-sounding music yeah. to sort of mess with them. And I was looking it up, too, while you are explaining. And, yeah, that was a c- confirmed. Yeah, they, uh, they did this as not well. Not sure how long they did that. Obviously, as some sort of, you know, psychological attack on yeah. them, you know, essentially to wear them down. They would cut the power A bunch of times. weird, distorted, loud, really loud music on speakers and stuff. And, uh I don't know. I think it's because uh, I said here, too, that David Koresh was also playing music during the attack. So I wonder if it was just to... Drown out whatever music he was doing, almost like some sort of bard and like a you know like an attack formation. Yeah. <laughs> he's buffing everyone with his songs, um, with his guitar rock. Yeah, uh, so I don't know. It's, it's an entirely crazy experience. I can't remember the first time I learned about it, but I was like, damn. I remembered it as a kid, right here in our very own state, uh, because it was all all over the news. It was a massive thing worldwide. I was like and very young. Then I started reading about it, and then I listened to this podcast and started reading more about it, and it's just uh, it's a fascinating uh, tragedy, and again, I suggest you uh, learn about it on your own, but yeah, on this day in history, the unfortunate begin of the Branch Davidian, uh, I think they were called, uh, Koresh wanted them called something else, I don't exactly remember, but it was the ATF raid on the compound near Waco. This three-second decluttering rule might save you a lot of time. And now it's time for Emily's social cues. It's on the internet. We talk about it on the radio. So we're getting some more Marie Kondo action, I see. Yes. I hear. Good. Except for it's not Marie Kondo. It yeah, is. she gave up. She had another kid and she quit with all she that. Retired yeah. From that lifestyle. Yeah. I did. There are a couple of things about her talking about how, like, after she's had a kid, it's it's gone downhill. But it's okay. I am still looking for some help. Uh, so there's a woman on TikTok. Her name is Kayleen Kelly. And she is a professional organizer, which I was like, oh, my gosh, that's a job. Why am I doing radio? When I was a kid, I used to get paid by other kids in my class for me to organize their copies. I'm like, this is my dream job to go in and whatever. Yeah. 
doesn't matter. So now she gets to live my dream and she has a bunch of different methods on how to declutter. And we're about to jump into the spring cleaning season. Correct. So I know all of us should be focused. I should pay you to declutter some of my stuff and make a video of it. I honestly would love to do That'd that. That'd be fun. Um, and I can maybe use her tips too. So here is her number one tip. It's how to declutter in three seconds. My only gripe about this tip tip is uh, this TikTok took one minute and 16 seconds for her to tell me <laughs> to about the, the three-second three rule. So I skipped it for you so that you Thank know you. what her rule is. Wow. Here we go. Maybe that could be your new job. Well, now it goes. But if you hesitate, it's an automatic keep. Make one pile for your yeses and one pile for your noes. And if you feel like you have to try them on before you decide, just put it in your keep pile and we'll circle back around. So what she says is if it takes you more than three seconds to decide if it's a yes or a no, then it's a no. Okay. I think that's what she was saying. I, I guess say, maybe this could be your new job is just going through all these super long like videos and getting to the real advice and we'll yes, pay you for it. That's true. Actually, I said it wrong. So frustrating. If it's more than three seconds, it's an automatic keep. Okay. That's what it was. So you keep. Okay. So See, she, she doesn't do the she job as well us. as I would have done. She needs to declutter her TikTok, in my opinion. Yes. What you do, you look at a pair of shorts. If you say yes, then you keep it. But if you can't decide in three seconds, then you keep it, come back to it, and play that game over and over it again. It seems it would be helpful to me and other people that have trouble where the decluttering, pro- the, the organizing and decision-making itself is the problem. To where yes. this is just breaking it down, and then I guess you go back through the yes pile. Yeah, and okay. then you you do the whole system again of uh, looking through your yes pile. Is this a yes? Does this become a no? Or after three seconds, do you need to go back and look at it again? And if you do want to Marie Kondo it, you can say thank you for the good times you've yes, had. Yes, you say thank you. You Then you send it off into oh, the well-being. I don't know she said that. Sometimes that's what I do. And I'm like, thank, you for, your, oh, yeah. I do thank too. you for your service. It's so sweet. And she also, I know I'm talking about Marie Kondo now. I'm not this lady. But uh, Marie Kondo also does the whole... If you touch it and it sparks joy, then you keep it. It sparks joy. But that was a big thing. But if you touch it and there's no joy, then you don't keep it. Now, Marie Kondo was a mega hit. That mm-hmm. thing was the biggest trend in fad. But yeah. Wasn't that during the pandemic? No. It was, was right before. It was That's before. what I was going to say. It was right before. It was right before. But my point here was, imagine if that was during the pandemic. How oh, much my God. She would have been a Leviathan. I mean, yeah. think about... Man, would would Tiger King have been as big a deal? You think? <laughs> Not if they were the same. Wow! <laughs> yeah. Imagine a crazy world where that never happened. Man, Tiger King was like week of pandemic. But yeah, yeah. Uh, the whole cleaning organization thing—it's—it's it's starting to blow up more again, on it's TikTok. Coming back, yeah, yeah. If you go, you can watch all of these aesthetic videos of people cleaning their houses, but they don't normally do a voiceover. You can just hear like. They, they leave the sound on when they record the videos, so it's just a bunch of quick noises of people like opening jars and filling them and closing the jars oh, and then sliding the jar back into its place. Yeah, it's, it's cut together to look like a, maybe it's oddly satisfying or something yes. like that. Or, yeah. Yes, that's, that's exactly what it is. And so it feels really nice, and it kind of reminded me that I needed to go back and I need to declutter my stuff. When was the last time you went through your clothes? I do it all the time. I do it really? almost almost every time I do laundry. A few months ago, I got rid of a lot. A lot of it I couldn't donate either because it's just stuff I've had for years. Yeah. yeah. It's just too old. I, uh, I've stopped having as many dreams about cleaning. 
Sometimes mm-hmm. it was Legos. Sometimes it was like I lived in the fraternity house in college. Yeah. Oh, man, and I was a, cleaning. And or like I, I used to have those almost weekly, but I've had less. Is that type of anxiety dream I haven't had yet? Probably. Cleaning? Yeah, because oh, there's, yeah, there's a lot of them. And organizing. Like, and it's always an overwhelming task, yeah, and you yeah, don't yeah. know where to start. Yeah. But you're almost excited to do it. That's what's weird yeah. about it. See, yeah. I, I don't have those dreams because I just genuinely like them. They're not yeah. anxieties to me. I just like cleaning and I, I do, too. But I don't my, have dreams Oh, anymore. God. Oh, so much stuff. Uh now, the next process is what to do with the things you don't want. And yes. Emily, I think we're going to talk about this again later today. Yeah, I, I need I have some, some opinions because I, I, I need to know where to put all of these clothes. I've got, I've got it for you. Okay. I've, my torch. I'm going to burn it. <laughs> we're sorry. We're terrible parents. And that he is indeed. It's our... Parental expert Matt Bearden with the parent pickup. Okay, first of all, I've never considered myself a parental That's expert. That's what the segment's all about. I literally now just bring in stuff expert Matt Bearden. I think parents might be interested in who are sitting in the pickup line right now. Um, uh, there's nothing that bothers me more. And I have a uh, white hot internal rage for TikTok parents. These families where they do dances together with their whole family, uh, or they do uh, or they cutesy go to songs, Subway and they all yeah do a song to make their entire order. Yeah. Failed actor star parents are trying to use their kids for leverage to get attention. It's There's very a annoying. Florida family. Uh, they were on TikTok. They actually make money off of their TikTok account, and sure. they were giving you hacks, hacks for Disneyland. And one of the things is they showed a hack on how to get a kid who's not tall enough to ride a ride to you basically make fake lifts in their shoes, and that way a kid who's not 38 inches but is actually 36 inches can get on a ride. Oh, cool. Let's and then just when they ignore the engineer's of, advice. Well, so that is the thing, is a bunch of parents thing. were like, yo, this is terrible. Why yeah. are you... Could, why are you telling... Like, no, they're not telling you that you don't want your kids on the ride to be mean. It's so that your kid... Doesn't fly off the ride. <laughs> Break their neck or something. Yeah. Random, like. So they There's originally- one Disney hack, and that's get the app. That's it. You want to know when to eat? You want to ride on the rides you want to ride on? You don't want to ride in, wait in line? Get uh, the app. That's my, it. My favorite Disney hack is just don't go. That too. Save money. <laughs> Spend that money on a vacation somewhere else. Well, then they came out and they said, hey, look, folks, we were joking. Uh, we would never condone that any other parent try to put their kid on a ride that they aren't tall enough for. Um, you don't know what happened. We didn't actually go on the rides. We did this as a joke. Except the rest of their account doesn't have any kind of jokes. Right. And they titled it Ultimate Theme Park Hack. Yeah. So a lot of people are like, hey, what part of this was supposed to be the tell so we knew this was a joke? Well, eventually they came out afterwards. Yeah, and line, yeah. after, after they erased half of the videos on their account. Um, here's another thing that you may not know. But if there's a theme park you don't want to F with... It's Disney. Yes. Okay, I'm going to tell yes. you something about the Disney Corporation. The mob is afraid of the Disney Corporation. Do you remember yeah. the most powerful <laughs> news entity in the world um, that was creating fear and chaos and clamoring? They Disney oh, bought week, over week, half, Weekly World News. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Disney bought over half those properties. They are the media. They are. Everything. Yeah, uh, Disney is a huge uh, company that uh, I think actually owns America and Russia. Uh, yeah. So you, you, you want to be careful. Oh, you're goddamn right. Uh, you better not screw with me. <laughs> I'll get you, Matt Bearden. You shut your mouth. They <laughs> were fighting with a lot of their, I don't know, fans, quote unquote. 
And then they came out and suddenly were very humble. I have a feeling that there was probably a cease and desist letter that came from a lawyer at Disney saying, Ooh, um, yeah. you don't get to do this and we will literally own your children if you don't take this stuff down. Uh, it we'll is put, them, we'll put them to work. <laughs> it's a weird thing how many people are using their kids. I mean, I guess your kids don't really have get to. I, my kids don't consent when I say stuff like, take a damn bath now. Um, I don't say it that way, by the way. Sometimes it's fun and it's cute because it is something, you know, more kids are engaged in multimedia but activities. There are some people that I watch, I'm like, I think you might be a sociopath. Yes. And you're using your children Stage for moms. weird internet fame. Stage it's moms. Creepy for, for pageants or, uh, you know, people that get their kids into acting at a very young age it's or the try same to. Same as the dad that wants his kid to really get good at pitching the baseball. No, even not, in pageants, all, even but, in pageants, which I've always found a little questionable, shall yes. I say. Uh, at least your audience there, I don't know if you've ever been to a pageant, I'm but it's only other parents and relatives of the other kids performing. That's it. That's all that's ever at a pageant. Nobody else from the general public comes. Oh, no. There's no... Uh, and and it doesn't exist forever. It exists in people's memories generally and some kind of bad VHS tape. Now, when you're doing this and making a hundred or $200,000 a year, you're exposing your children to this high level. It... It's creepy to me. It's yeah. gonna, really creepy. They're they're going to be worse Disney fame kids because at least the Disney kids had real fame, not just some internet moment of their parents well, making it be on TikTok. I hope these parents are paying their kids when their kids are in the videos. Um, it is legal to do when you're self-employed, and it's actually a great way to pass on a lot of money to them. No, no, they're paying them an exposure. That's what I think. <laughs> oh, God. Austin's number one beef, baby. The CJ Morgan Show on 101X. Where to get emo in Austin? You look fat as I'm getting very concerned with the integrity of our organization here. CJ. You have gained, I mean, 50 pounds of fat. The man is carrying around trash bags filled with Mexican foods. CJ is fat! We've got some places to go get emo in Austin. Woo! Of course, uh, Texas Emo Club, one of the biggest purveyors of emo dance party fun. I thoroughly enjoyed Jimmy Wednesdays back in the day. Don't do it as much anymore. And I've noticed the group of coworkers and friends younger than me have also kind of aged out. Really now. But can you really age out of emo? It's our no. music. It's our generation. Emo is where the heart is. And that heart is black and stabbed. Yeah. Uh, first and foremost, they recommend at Eater Austin, King B. Huh. A lot of uh, funk blues music, some stand-up comedy there, but it's also a very uh, super dark interior, general emo atmosphere, uh, ah. along with uh, a couple of other emo accoutrements and occasional okay. music. I like this. So it's not just emo music. It's the entire emo, emo atmosphere. I'm Correct. into that. I'm emo into that. places and emo people to hang out with. Yeah. Of course, the biggest name, Barbarella Austin. The Ooh. first Wednesday of every month is the dance party I mentioned. Of course, it's always a dance party at Barbarella's, uh, but that's when they have Jimmy Eat Wednesday, which Texas Emo Club puts on. I believe Texas Emo Club also does a boat party. Really? Which? Oh, imagine getting out on a boat on the like lake. A lot of fun. <laughs> oh, we're seeing this uh, party. Fourth and Co. is a downtown bar that hosts My Chemical Mondays, along <laughs> with Emo Bingo. Every Monday night starting at 8 p.m., uh, burgers, cheese, delicious stuff, all available. And I wonder if Emo Bingo is like people watching 
or if it actually involves a song or something like that. <laughs> uh, but cool. that's at 4th & Co., My Chemical Mondays. The Treasury ATX. It's a little speakeasy behind Shangri-La on East 6th. Now, if you're a little emo and you want to go to East 6 for some cool, chill vibes and notice all the condos and living spaces all around, uh, don't worry. Still a few cool places, uh, just like the Treasury. It is something kind of uh, dark, emo, and off to the back. And they offer, apparently, the best espresso martinis in town. Little Brother Bar down on Rainy Street. They are the self-proclaimed best bar in the crappiest street in Austin. And, of course, we all know uh, Bad Larry Burger mm. is going to be there for some delicious burgers. And mm. a lot of the people that hang out there uh, are purveyors of emo. But also, if you're lis- looking for uh, something a little more punk, hardcore, yes, all that. that's what I'm all about. Uh, yeah, dude, you're going to get it on their tiny patio jamming out overlooking the tr- the streets. So Dude, that's Little where, Brother uh, Bar, if you find yourself on, on Rainy, it's where to go. Rickshaw Billy's Burger Patrol played uh, there maybe a year yeah, ago. Award winning. Yes, that's right. Rick it's Austin's oh, best Billy's. metal band this uh, year. Yes. And of course, last but not least, a few locations later, Emo's Austin. It's called Emo's. <laughs> it's where you'll see some favorite emo bands. Yeah. Sunny Day Real Estate, Thrice, back in 2016, Maybe 15, I saw them uh, used, came and played. Oh, dude, sweet. And did uh, their entire, uh, uh, they did Damn. two nights. One of them, they did their entire, I think, so, second album. And that was the old emo t- Emos, too, right? So it was... No, that was the, was that that was the, right? Rivers, oh. that was the Riverside Emos then, but uh, still a hell of a show. I will say, all that scream, because I like screamo version of yeah. emo, uh, definitely wore on his voice just a little bit. Oh, yeah. yeah it how could it not? Time. I do not know how those people, anyone in a band that screams, tours, and just keeps their voice That's why all you have right. two lead singers, one that just screams, yeah, one yeah, yeah. that does the rest. Uh, you can find right. more emo guide to going out in Austin at eateraustin.com. Emily can't pay rent, and we are here to help her with it. It's group therapy. Matt Bearden, Spinny, Emily, and myself, CJ, the entire gang is here for this. Emily, do you need money? Yes. Uh, here, I can shout out my Venmo for a second if anybody wants to send me money. No, I'm just no kidding. Problem. No, I, I can pay rent. I don't have an issue with that. Thankfully, I'm on two radio shows, which equals one rent in Austin. Half if that. a rent. You get yeah. half a rent. Well, I, I do have a roommate, so uh, I can't pay for just a place by myself by working Dude, two radio Dude, that's why shows. I lived from... From 2015 to 2020, I lived in a house that had rotating radio roommates. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like literally, yeah, uh, three of us at one time. Yeah, always. Uh, no, I this is it. not about me, uh, and this is probably about somebody who doesn't want their business to be aired. But it's okay. I will leave you Just anonymous. Keep it pri- yeah, keep yeah, it private. It's it's fine. This is a common issue. I feel like. Yeah, if you're yeah. gonna say, oh, so, someone's having a hard time paying rent in this city, I you've narrowed <laughs> it down to no one. Yeah. So I wouldn't worry about it. Yeah. So I have a friend. Uh, she works in the tech industry. She makes quite a bit of money. Okay. Um, but she does have two roommates. She lives with two of her besties. And they have recently had some trouble paying rent. Right. Um, But the reasons why they have had trouble paying rent is why I bring it here to group therapy because I'm a very sympathetic person. And this person who um, is in the tech industry, my friend, is too. So recently she's been pretty loosey-goosey about everything and has been covering the costs. But it it is getting to the point where it's starting 
to be an issue. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And you think, oh, I'm doing better than my friends, so I can cover them for a bit. The problem is, is that it starts to become an expectation. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, you're doing better, so it doesn't hurt you as much, so why wouldn't you cover more, except it's just simply not fair and not how things are It also becomes a hole that you cannot get out of. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And she'll end up getting screwed, too, because I assume they're all on the lease, and judging from this, she probably has better credit than them. I uh, I mean, I lived in a fraternity house with seven other people rotating and did this for years and got, you know, I have two eviction suits on my credit. It's passed now. It's been over seven years. I didn't pay it. Oh, whoop. but uh, it's, 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 a, it's not good. It's a very, Terrible. very tough oh, thing. Oh, it's super stressful because it's like if she doesn't pay for it, then well, what Well, she has the happen? most to lose as well. She's mm-hmm. already proven herself to be... The most responsible party if she's the one right. who stepped up to yes. cover somebody, which means that if a push comes to shove and suddenly everyone bails, it's probably most likely in her DNA that she's going to try to make good with the landlord, which means it ends mm-hmm. up costing her the most. Exactly. Um, and the reasons why she's being a little bit more uh, fluid with letting her roommates do this to her is because, well, one of the roommates uh, recently got into a car accident had to pay for a whole brand new car right. and all the medical bills. And so that's kind of been stacking up, uh, including that's like... That's problem one. You ain't got to pay medical bills. It, you know, it's sometimes pretty stressful. Um, and this person is a teacher. So with no. all of those things combined, it's just... Okay. Life is out to get her roommate. Right. The, that sucks. Yeah. The second roommate um, is a college student. So it's one of those she's going to UT or wherever she's going. I don't, I don't even, I think ACC actually, because UT, who can afford that either? Um, and, you know, she's trying to do some jobs on the side. Right. Like she works at Starbucks. Only and, fans. Yeah. You know, other things. And uh, she also going to school, working at Starbucks, and is also a musician. So those are all other things that are like, nowadays, it's hard to pay rent when you are any of those. You know, not somebody that works as a tech bro. Um, So it's a little hard to say, hey, besties, which these are people that she has known for her whole life. Right. Right. And it's kind of to the point where she doesn't really know what to do. She's thought about it and has been like, well, I don't really want to kick them out. They all have bad, like, home lives. They don't really have anywhere else to go. I'm kind of their only solution, and I need somebody to pay the rent. Who else is going to fill this in? So, yeah, I don't know. I've never been in a situation like that. I'm very lucky. I've always been with roommates that pay my pay rent, or I've lived alone. Haha, <laughs> that didn't last long. Uh, <laughs> uh, I've been in that situation with almost every roommate I ever had. Really? I'm, happy, I'm happy when we come back to tell you some things that I think you should tell your friend. Okay. Today's group therapy, a very relatable subject if you've ever had roommates, which we all have. Um, Emily has some friends that are struggling, and one of them is covering rent for the others. Uh, and, and we're going to kind of talk about our experiences having roommates in the past. Um, one of mine was... Obviously, with the roommate, you want compatibility when it comes to friend and getting along. But when I moved away from San Marcos, my roommate choice became financial compatibility. Yes, I was living I see with, that now. I was living with satellite friends who had a good job and didn't party all the time. That way, I knew we could all. That way, rent was no longer a problem. So that's one of the things you said. These are two of your friends or your friends' besties forever. One's a teacher, one's a musician in college. Mm-hmm. 
I I don't know. A little older CJ would have never moved in with that. Uh, next quick question I have before we uh, discuss some solutions and ideas a little more. Um, do your do they go out to eat? Do they, are they buy in beer or wine? See, are, and and that's the thing is there are a lot of costs that could be cut because they're all around my age and they're mid to late twenties, and so you know they they're still trying to learn how to take care of themselves. So there are things like. My friend has complained about, well, they go out and eat all the time. Maybe if they could just stay at home and eat a little Ooh. bit more, then they could help with rent a little yeah, bit more. Yeah, they're not budgeting whatsoever, it sounds well, like. Because that gets it's extremely like a quick question. Yeah. Are, are these friends all in their mid to younger 20s? Yes. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So here's an issue that happens sometimes when uh, you're younger is you don't see uh, the full weight of the world. And also, you're really, really bad. At communicating. It's just, That's I'm not correct. even being yeah. uh, mean about it. I it's will tell uncomfortable you that flat to out, ask for money. Super yeah. uncomfortable, yeah. and money's an uncomfortable thing. I'm going to tell you right now that your friend has two choices. Mm-hmm. Two choices and two choices only. Either to go in the hole financially. And mm-hmm. save a friendship. Or, 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 or if they do that, they are going to resent their friendships, and their friendships will be over. Or to be honest and talk about the money, and then there's a chance... That their friends will, will redeem themselves, and then they continue with friendships. Those are the only two choices that you mm. have, and that's the thing: is that you have to start to look at these things as a binary choice, and then it makes it way easier. Yeah. Because I had a roommate one time, and I uh, he wasn't paying rent. I was working really hard. We were both kind of in the same career, but I had to leave my career to go somewhere else to pay to keep For us afloat, rent, and he was yeah. partying, and everyone was like, man, he's such a blast, and it was annoying. And now but, he's oh, a famous comic in L.A. Some, at some point, I let go, and I just said, I don't want to resent this person. I've got the money. I made this choice to go in this direction. I am going to continue this choice. I told him, hey, you don't owe any rent. You're here, wow. for, you're here for the remainder of the four months that I have on this lease. Wow. You don't owe any rent. But after that... Because it became so much easier, and then I was breaking, and then I, we were leaving to go to separate ways, and it actually made the last four months an absolute blast because huh. other things like I would come home and the house was clean because he was just like, oh, you know, you've got me covered and I was just sitting around today and I thought I cleaned the house. Yeah. Things like that. And so I was like, oh, because I've already made the choice. So now the choice, was, the thing wasn't happening to me over and over again. Rent wasn't coming in late over and over again. Mm-hmm. I just did away with it and you it just was one it out yourself. Now, not everybody can do that and it's not exactly a great, it's, it's a stupid financial move. The <laughs> other thing you can do is you have to sit down really early on and go, you guys aren't making rent. Mm-hmm. We have to start a payment You're going program. out to eat. You're because, going Because, well, the- what's mm-hmm. happening right now, there's a very good chance, especially because, it, it, and I don't mean this in a sexist way, I think you'll agree that sometimes women communicate with their women friends different than guys can sometimes communicate sure. with their guy friends. There's Definitely. a lot more... Um, one of them, the friendships tend to be deeper, and there's a lot more meaning in them. Dudes mm-hmm. are just like, ah, whatever, whatever. What's on television? We're a little stupider. And it's, sometimes <laughs> that can be easier. But I think sometimes when you have a group of ladies, nobody wants to hurt anybody's feelings. Nobody wants to oh, put everything out there. Oh, it's all beating around the bush. There. Exactly. It's like it's, it's, it's back roads, group texts, you know. Yeah, I mean, so I'm let talking the document, about it on the radio instead of my friend solving let it. Let the document be the bad guy. Your That's, roommate yeah. doesn't want to have to be the bad guy. Let the document That's be the exactly bad guy. That's exactly what I had to do because I had, again, one of my radio roommates um, was a little behind on mm-hmm. everything every month. And that kept adding up to a point where I finally had to say something because someone moved out. And when someone moves out, we pay them uh, a portion of the deposit they paid to live there. That way, the deposit wasn't all on me. This person had not paid deposit and was a little bit behind on electricity and rent every month. So finally, it was like, hey, man, you haven't paid your deposit. And you're this. And he's like, oh, but I thought like I was paying a little bit of the deposit every month. And I was like, 
No. No, dude. You owe all the deposit, and then you owe this much from every month. He's like, oh, well, I kind of just figured, like, the deposit would come. I was like, dude, that's not how it... It was very uncomfortable because we worked together. We were friends. Mm -hmm. And it was very... But again, when I had the document, when I had an Excel sheet... And I would send it out every month. I would have balance. And I'm bad with money. So I had to have that to sure. keep track myself. Plus, this person would always pay me in cash, crumpled up cash. So it wasn't right. as easy mm-hmm. to go through Venmo. Um, but but again, yeah, when you when you do that, you got to, at some point, she has to make that decision. Otherwise, the hole's going to get so big that... Ha-ha. If those people are like me, they're going to be like, well, I I can't possibly pay that right. off. So and then they even start try? to resent her. Hey, you've got this money. Why are you coming after me? You have to create a document that says, here's the document. The document is the bad person. You sit down with a, a bottle of wine mm-hmm. and you agree. Hey, nobody's in trouble. Let's figure out how to work this out. And you say, here's what we all owe. Here's yeah. what's coming in currently. And here's where you're coming in shy. Because sometimes, too, when we're younger... We don't really have a full grasp on our finances. Oh, no. I'm we learning just, every it's, day. It's just that we're like, okay, there seems to be money in my bank account, so I'm positive. Mm-hmm. Or, uh-oh, I'm bouncing all of these charges. Uh, uh-oh. And we don't think of it ahead. And so sometimes their friends are probably making mistakes going out to eat because they're not realizing, oh, I don't have the money to go out to eat. Yeah. And they going can out vary, to eat is so expensive now. Yeah, and mm-hmm. very quickly, you go, oh. Oh, I, this is where I'm coming up short, and it gives the friends the opportunity to actually make that correction. Yeah, and and and, and still save the friendship. Yeah, third unfortunately, route, she still has to play mom a little uh, bit. But, third yeah. route, uh, take the passive aggressive route. Uh, uh, you start <laughs> one week by cutting cut Netflix, cut HBO to go, cut oh my Hulu, gosh. and then just be like, oh, we can't afford that. I'm I'm saving for rent. Uh, next oh, week, have cut, really loud sex in the living room. Yeah, uh, cut the internet. Um, is the next thing. Stop um, flushing the toilet. Sorry, we can't afford internet. Like, I'm, I'm paying y'all's <laughs> rent, so we can't, like, start, once you start cutting things out of people, yeah. well, no, then they'll just meet some dude and live there. Yeah, and then yeah. yeah they'll Never just mind. move away no, uh, and get married young. Tell her, hey, they got to do the document. The document is the bed. Why do we stop exploring new music as we get older? Because you're old! And now it's time for the Nerd Report! I just wanted to say that, that I'm a nerd. A random article was out about why we stop exploring new music as we get older, and I thought to myself, hey, this isn't me. And I realized, actually, it is me. It, it, it is all of us. And uh, Emily, you're still young, and you're still hip. Um, how many hours per week do you think you listen to music on average is it a regular thing or are you more podcast book heavy the results might be a little skewed because i work here (laughs) because i listen to music at least more than eight hours a day doing this job now if you're talking but and and then whenever i want to leave i'm just so full of information in my head and music in my head that it depends if it's a good day i'll listen to more if it's a bad day i will sit in silence on the drive home so, so you're always sitting inside. I'm just always there's always home. a little song in my head. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but I'm also a very special case as a youngin. Um, the study says about 20 hours per week, 20.1 hours per week. I can is, believe is, it, uh, or actually the, more for me. Uh, I would, yeah, I would say definitely a lot more for me. And you know, we mentioned it when we were talking about doing uh, mixtapes last week that. You know, we work in radio. We obviously like music, so I'd say we're above average. And I've been doing my mixtapes since 2002. 
my monthly playlist. I've been doing music stuff since way before. Uh, and I thought, I was like, I don't do that. I always am on top of new music. And then I realized, like, wait, no, I've become very specialized in, like, yeah. indie, electronic, alt-rock yes. music. So we're less but, less willing to explore different stuff that's not outside, you know. Exactly. Our predeter- not predetermined, but the, the, the stuff that we find honed I've, growing up, you know, the stuff we know yeah, that yeah. we like. Yeah. Um, like, do you guys even way. know who Ice Spice is? No. Do you know who Pink Panthers is? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, Ice Spice and Pink Panthers are like the number one song right now. Well, I'm going to say like some of it I just know because of TikTok. Yeah. Uh, because right. I'll hear something and I'll explore what and if I like it, I'll hear it. But there, speaking of TikTok, like there's been a lot that I'm like, oh, what is this crap? And mm-hmm. it happened to me with like hip hop because I really stopped listening to hip hop and Granted, there's a lot of the mumble mouth rap and just different stuff, but that's just a genre changing. And had I listened to hip hop throughout time, I would have slowly been switched into that genre where there's still a lot of great stuff. There, there is, and I'm just an old guy, and I I just can't be like, oh, it's Wu Tang Clan's the best. It's great because Wu Tang Clan was in the '90s, different generation. Yeah, it's completely different, and it's changed. And and with some genres, I've done that, and I want to say. Country music as well. I liked country music. Uh, new country is ass, ass, trash, ass. I'll say oh, that always. Ooh, ooh. But it did skip yeah. me with a lot of uh, similar to like the country music I, I would have liked is still very much in existence. I mean, Charlie Crockett right here in our own backyard. Sure. Oh, but, yeah. Yeah, yeah. but I did get older and I stopped like really exploring and expanding as much music as I used to. I think my issue, um, I'm good about finding new artists just because, yeah, I am on TikTok and, yeah, I try to keep up with those things. Um, Just me personally, it's easier. But my issue is I have a hard time listening to bands that I used to love. I have a hard time listening to their new music because I just have this like super, super big feeling towards old albums. For example, Death Cab for Cutie, they are like one of my number ones. Uh, I loved Transatlanticism it's and great. I loved yeah. Plans. Plans. Plans was, one was of my, great because that I was had, my uh, most played marching CD. bands in Manhattan. Yes. What Sarah said, Summer Skin. It had really sad emo yeah. songs. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Transatlanticism, completely sad. But then they 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 switched away from that. Ben it, Gibbard it, it became happy. It, and yeah. it started getting a little weird. But I will say, I listened to their new album, uh, Asphalt Meadows, and I actually liked it and i was surprised they've been pretty good for a long but i i completely understand the same thing those first two or three albums you had with them yeah uh you still hear the new stuff you're like this is a pretty well done like music and even the album i can't remember the love one from a few years ago but i remember getting it on my uh, like ipod or whatever and i was like oh man this thing is a pretty decent like this is a good album it's just it doesn't hit me the same way and it well, yeah. yeah uh does and that's something we'll get to uh on on the kind of like three main points of why as you get older you stop listening and discovering new music uh happened happen to me with a lot of my bands uh beirut maybe even the national now like they also as you get more successful uh, your your lyrics, your music, it changes because you're not writing about sad stuff. You or don't as have you, time for that. As you yeah. kick your heroin addiction, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, or as you mature, you, you see things differently. Like, oh. Absolutely. Huh, okay. You uh, let things roll off your back more. So man, maybe that's like, why Radiohead's one of my favorite bands because they always stay sad. Uh, anyhow, when it comes to exploring new music as we get older, uh, a lot of our open-earedness uh, kind of goes away, and that's willingness to explore new music. 
another thing is uh, shifting priorities. Yeah. As you mm-hmm. uh, as you your uh, physiological maturation happens, uh, you kind of have a decline in music engagement uh, because you're just you're changing. Yeah. Sure. Yourself, Spencer, you kind of hit the nail on the head with what you explained earlier. And yeah, just yeah, yeah. priorities in life are a lot more than uh, like well, I'm yeah. sad, so I'm gonna listen to sad music. It happens to the listener, and it happens to the band, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it mentions like the soundtrack of our lives. Um, our music taste uh, is very much a dopamine reaction from our patterns. Our brain recognizes, and it, when you're younger, when you're in college, when you're going through a growing and opening point, music is so much when you're going through breakups. When you're going on first dates, the music is so much more, and this is kind of me going off track here, but so much more impactful and important to you. Mm -hmm. But again, as as you age, uh, that that changes. You know, you're not going to hear something that you're like, oh, God, that needs so much. I feel like even in the new music that I end up listening to, most of my most recent example was a band we had at a homegrown live show, Pleasure Venom, but they sound a lot like stuff I used to listen to is the thing. Sure. The new artists and things like that I'm discovering are sort of blending, you know, a lot of bands that I grew up with. And, of course, they're new music, but it also reminds me of that original sound, too. So yeah. it's like... In a, in a way, it's like when I do explore new music, when I feel like it, it's not quite as open-minded, you know what I mean, in the exactly. same vein. yeah. So it's like, oh, here's this new band, but it sounds, you know, like a several, three like bands that I used to similar. love. Yeah. When I was, uh, I think They're another... Great, by the way. <laughs> another thing that I recognized is I am really good about remembering when I've heard a certain song uh, for the first time. Like, if you play specific songs, like, there's a lot of gorilla songs that are like this. I could tell you where I was exactly when I first heard that song. Yeah. And that's because a lot of the music that I was starting to develop and trying to figure out my taste was, like you said, during college. When I was going out, I was doing a lot of fun things. So there were recognizable places that I was at when I first heard specific songs. Yeah. Whereas now I'm like boring and I have a 9 p.m. bedtime. And so a lot of the music that I listen to, I'm just in my car or like in traffic or at home. You know, yeah, it's nothing it's not memorable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. More mundane activities. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So- uh, More it routine. sucks. And I guess most importantly huh. that we didn't touch upon is uh, new music just sucks. It's not as good as it used to No. The CJ Morgan Show. Learning brand new things daily, including manners, responsibility, accountability, how to file taxes, how to behave in public, how to apologize. 101X. Where do I sell my clothes? Earlier, we were talking about uh, a TikToker that declutters. Uh, Emily, recap it with us real quick. Like, how do they say yes. to declutter things? What's um, the what's the what's the three second trick that it takes you two minutes to get into in the video? Uh, the three second trick is you look at an article of clothing and you either say yes or no in three seconds. And if you have to make a decision in more than three seconds, you just put it in your yes pile for now and then go back to it. And then you just continue using that method until you get down to the amount of clothes that you want. Also, I just realized me teasing all of this with where do I sell my clothes? No, I am not trying to sell my underwear online. So Damn, this is a different though. kind of... Like, I already of, know where to do that. Yeah, I already know how to <laughs> do that clothes. one. Clean clothes. So I have recently uh, used method this method and just like, you know, common just looking at an item and being like, I don't want this. Um, and gone through a bunch of clothes, and now I have a giant bag of clothes in the back of my car, and I have no idea what to do with them. Okay. So. Um, it's easy. As someone who has tried to sell stuff online... Yes. Uh, don't do that. Take that yeah, to Goodwill or Salvation Army, whichever one you feel has been less horrible to people. 
Just take it there and drop it off. Well, Get no, rid of it. no, no, no. If you want to really do it, yes. you go through the pile, and if it's actually, if it's a Levi's jacket from 1980, <laughs> put that in the sell pile. If it's a Target dress that's really cute and nice looking, but it's a Target dress, that goes in the donation pile. Go like, go mm. through and separate like what's actually vintage and maybe worth something from what's not, and then you can take those, sell them online, or take them to like a secondhand store. Because if you take all that to a secondhand store, they're just going to be like three bucks. See, but three dollars and is better than zero dollars from sure, donating it but to it's, Goodwill. But it's also more stress and takes you longer. So I think these days, because a lot of those upcycly thrifty stores here in Austin, sure, like beg for you to bring them, bring you their clothes so they can resell them for double the price. And I think, if I can remember correctly, you can just bring the, the giant bag and drop it off, and then they go through it themselves. So I think that is supposed to eliminate some of the stress. I don't know, man. That Not sounds sure. like but a good I way to get go ripped off. Somewhere where I can make the most money. Do you have stuff that's worth it? Do you I have, have cute items of clothing? Are sure. they old and like name brand vintage? Are they worth yeah, are they worth trendy. money? Because well, if you okay. have cute clothing that you bought on Target, Amazon, or Forever Twenty One, yeah. it doesn't matter how cute it is because it's Target. It's not Forever true 21. anymore. I have uh, walked. I, know, I have walked through some of these uh, "quote unquote" vintage stores. That's why they're on the shelf. Then and seen Shein stuff. Okay, mm-hmm. and seen Target. Have you seen a Garfield stuff. shirt? This is I hate Mondays. I have not yet. I've been looking that's for what one. People want. Yeah, that's see, why you don't see it on the shelves. I know, but maybe my stuff is worth something. So that's why I'm trying to find. Like I know Plato's well, closet I, does that. that that's something right? you got to separate that first. You got to find what's worth, what's not. Buffalo Exchange as well, I believe. Buffalo Exchange. But I think they're but one they're, of the ones that give you snooty. like... They're yeah, yeah. yeah. give you very what, little. I think that's what CJ's keep, keeping in mind is these snooty type things. I don't know, man. Rich bitches, man. I don't sell my clothes because, like I said, I wear them until they're holes. Until <laughs> uh, they're just, holes. Sometimes that's edgier. You People can, like holy yeah. clothing. You can save it for a garage sale, which you'll never have. When I don't own a house. Um, you Who can pull, owns a house? You can do a <laughs> CJ and just take it to the radio station and dump it up front you and then let people get through it. the time. And then take the rest to Goodwill because I feel bad getting rid of it. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. You've already done the good thing, which is put it in your car. Yes. I it's do been the sitting same. in my car for like and, two weeks. And then here's the deal. Once you get like a month or so into it or you're mm-hmm. about to do a road trip, you're going to be like, I'm just going to get rid of it. And you'll take it to Goodwill. It'll Ugh. annoy you to where you'll finally no, get rid I just, of it. I would like to make just a little bit of money off of it. So that's what I need help with. Is uh, figuring out Etsy? the best method. Etsy. They're not going to take my stuff on Etsy. Maybe I was. I was going to sell them old band T-shirts. Well, look, I don't think it, we have the answers. Maybe we could reach out to like some listeners or something. Should we do like a text in line? Or no, because like maybe... they're just going to want to buy her worn clothes. Oh, they're just yeah, going to yeah, buy yeah. all of my creepy we'll worn like, things. I want to sniff those socks. Uh, <laughs> I'm not putting Dirty socks laundry. up. That's that's disgusting. Yeah, but I course. have some things in there that are. I'm attached to personally. It took a while for me to get rid of. Um, I mean, they like, don't spark joy. They don't spark joy, and I'm also too fat to wear them. So Woo! somebody skittier than me can now like appreciate them, and I want it to. I want them to pay for it. Okay. <laughs> you know, <laughs> if I can't wear my favorite high waisted jeans with mm. a rainbow down the booty, then the skinnier person should be able to, but at a price. So maybe a, this make is a friend out of spite. have a garage sale. 
this is supposed to be healthy. This doesn't feel healthy anymore. <laughs> no. Yeah. Um, I don't know. When was the last time you had a garage sale? Uh, Are you going to have one it's soon? It's been a while, but I got to the point to where I quit selling stuff and would just put it on the curb. Mm. I mean, stuff that I could get 50 to 100 bucks for, it's not worth it. It's not worth dealing with it. I My point of organizing is I didn't want to save it anymore. So sure. saving stuff for a garage sale became another form of hoarding. So I just started putting crap on the curb. It's been years okay. since I had a garage uh-huh. sale, which was in itself. It was fun to do a garage sale, but I just, I, I got tired. I sold my mattress. I finally sold not my mattress, but my, uh, the my, frame? my bed frame got a good price for it. I was happy for it. And when she showed up, I was like, Hey, would your husband want this uh, smoker? I was like, it works and everything. I just, I, I don't want it anymore. And she's like, yeah, really? And I was like, yeah. So I just, that, I just, just want to get rid of crap. That wow. might be your best uh, approach is maybe finding someone that you can help you do a yard sale or garage sale. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then uh, sell all my clothes. Or they, have, they have neighborhood might, sales a lot. Yeah. Because hmm. I think CJ is probably right. Like most of the stuff you're not going to get a lot, if anything, for. Yeah. It's going to, your um, time is more valuable than like a couple bucks. Whereas at least you can, you know, argue with some people who want to buy like 30 of your clothing items for like a nickel. You'd be like, nah. A nickel? Two bucks. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, a lot of people like to go to those things to like haggle or uh-huh. barter, if you will. You know, not barter, but haggle, definitely. Yeah, I'll make a deal with you. I'll trade okay. you all my old band T-shirts if you give me all your worn clothing, so I can make us rich selling it online. Selling it online, <laughs> reselling it. Depends on what bands they are. CJ, we'll talk. Severe weather's on its way. They always say March comes in like a lion and out like a lamb. Not quite so sure on that. I know we usually get a cold front sometime around spring break south by southwest, but this Thursday it looks like there's going to be a disturbance moving through our area, creating scattered and severe thunderstorms, heavy rain, lightning, and potentially large hail, even a mild chance of tornadoes. Yes. In my years of living in Austin, I've seen more tornado warnings and watches uh, since 2019 than ever, yeah. Uh, which I don't want to just sit and talk about the radio or the weather on the radio. There's uh, literally weather stations for that. But as a reminder, no matter what your weird beliefs are or are not, uh, a lot of debate over climate change and global warming, blah, 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 blah. Point being, uh, scientists have been saying it for years, uh, meteorologists as well. The climate is changing in our area. It is yeah. shifting. Uh, we are going to become a more semi-arid to arid zone in this part of Texas. And a big part of that means we're going to have a lot more crazy weather. Yo, yeah, baby. Worse freezes, Oof. worse thunderstorms, and all that sort of stuff. So just remember this Thursday to be prepared just in case the worst happens. Um, I'm not talking like CJ prepared. Like, don't go to an academy over, yeah. and buy a bunch of shotgun ammo. But that, don't. That's not going to help you. But, uh, you know, have a hand-cranked weather radio. Have a plan. That's what they say that's most important. If something happens, have a plan. Um, I grew up in Tornado Alley. Not sure if a lot of you did. We had a cellar. Not a lot of cellars and basements that are conducive to the uh, rocky uh-uh. hill country. And, but, uh, you know, <clears throat> cover yourself with a uh, blankets, mattress, get in a mattress bathtub. Mattress if you can. Try to f- find a place that's the centermost part of your house. Away from you windows. Zero windows. Like, luckily for me, the, there's like a bathroom that's my center. So if you can get into the bathtub and then cover yourself up with, you know, like maybe heavy blankets or a mattress, like CJ said, that's usually the best route. I remember Correct. studying a lot about tornadoes after 
uh, when I was a little kid, I, could, I saw a tornado live in person, touched down in Cedar Park. We were at a Burger King there on 183, and it touched down right across the street. And my, I was with my grandma and my uh, my sisters, and she was taking us back to our home where we lived at the time up in Liberty Hill. And my grandma just like, we split. We just left, and the, it was touching down as we get into the car, and I remember it touching. Just gassing it and getting out of yeah, there. Yeah, and it touched down. I think it ripped off several roofs across the street, Albertsons being one of them at the time that was still there. But it, it like, followed us for a good, like, five to ten minutes as we're oh, all man, driving away from it. Yeah, so I was panicking because I'm a little kid at the time. You know, you don't know any better. You're like, oh, my God. But I think the worst it would have happened because it was such a small tornado. Like I said, it just ripped the roof. It probably would have thrown our car, and we would have been okay a little bit, you know. But well, it's also... It was still terrifying. It's uh, so I remember learning so much about what to do in a, in safe, a tornado. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot of the damage uh, is created by stuff that's it's blowing around, and then yeah, also additional absolutely. things, floods, fires. When I was little, it was my sister's birthday, and we were having a party at the house. She was much younger than me, and it went from being nice outside. Yeah. And the scary thing, growing up in Amarillo, when I could tell it was going to be tornado weather in a way is the sky would be very peaceful and nice, but it would turn yellow. Yeah. And then out of nowhere, it would start hailing. Like the, si- the sky looks sick or like something it, like yeah, that. Yeah, it, 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 it changes right away. And yeah. there was uh, probably like a F1 that formed across the highway from behind our house. So we got in the storm cellar. And luckily, of all the times we got in the storm cellar, there was never anything serious because that rickety-ass old 1920 cellar, it would have collapsed. Or, <laughs> I mean, if it would have rained enough, it would have flooded. It right. Would, wasn't the safest place uh, to go. And then uh, when I worked at a news station when I was 18, I got to help, uh, you know, with the storm chasers and stuff. And that was always fun. Oh, but that's it, cool, dude. It is, uh, I didn't know that. It is freaky. And it's just, you know, we're not prepared for that kind of stuff it's in f- Central Texas. Consider but, a phenomenon for a reason. It's it's crazy, man. It's tornado. I mean, we know why they happen, but it's still a considered a scientific We don't phenomenon. know why they happen. Uh, it's spooky. It's uh, well, we know what causes it. No, Maybe we don't. Not it's, why. It's, it's ghost things. No, man. It's uh, space aliens. It's, it's uh, you really. Am I really going to explain? It's cold We know. Okay, we, there know you go. <laughs> we know what causes but it. But one thing I very vividly remember, aside from the time we had to stop at a red light, and that was the scariest like one minute of my life, as this tornado was approaching us. Was everything was, turned to color, and there were like little people that were like, "You got to go to the yellow brick road." No, I wish. Okay, that would have been pretty cool. Uh, what do you remember? I do remember just people standing out on the sidewalks, just staring, Watching just looking it. at this thing coming towards them. I'm just like, even as a kid, I was like, what are they doing? But we had we don't see a lot of tornadoes around here in we the don't. Austin and area, not, or Cedar Park. So. I'm not saying that uh, this is... I, I guess mean, it, don't do that is what I was trying to get to. Try to go inside. Try to find a safe place. It's definitely a severe weather warning. We're not saying sure. there's uh, a tornado... Uh, potentially going to happen this week, but you know it is going to get uh, a lot more aggressive weather. So just be prepared and remember. A lot of the things you grew up learning about storms aren't true. Lightning most definitely strikes twice yeah. and in the same area. A lot of times it does it back to back. There were little things like le- open your windows so the pressure in your house. Like don't don't do don't that do at that. all. Do not open your windows. But uh, you can find that out with proper weather people. Point is. Uh, get ready because it's going to get a lot wackier in Austin. Did you know? We're on a fact-finding mission. And that's exactly what we're here to do. Uh, did you know? According to a study out of Harvard, adults spend as much as 47% of their time of their waking lives letting their minds wander. Yeah. Just imagining 
drifting off. Sure. It's not even full-blown daydreaming either. You just like start thinking about something else, like I'm doing right now. Like everyone listening is doing. But right, hey, pay yeah. attention. This is a segment about learning. <laughs> Matt's got a fact you've got to hear. I'm not kidding you. Guys, I literally was just my, I don't know where I was just now. And then I was like, I feverishly was looking at this form in front of me to figure out what you guys were talking about. And then I read that it was about people what letting their minds wander. I so totally it's clearly, zoned out. It's clearly accurate. Uh, <laughs> There's got to be way more. Like, what, how's that study? So You guys so remember low? the 1800s? Remember that? That happened before the 1900s? Yeah, good time. Mm, yeah, I didn't live then, but uh, did you it. know back in 1800s, what was a shattuck? Do you guys know what a shattuck was? Uh, no, it sounds, sounds like awful. a kind of fish. Sounds like a kind of fish, it doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, it a shattuck. Big, sounds vaguely uh, Irish or no, something. No, it's what we used to call grapefruit. A it shattuck? wasn't called grapefruit. It was called shattuck. Huh. Okay. My, uh, <laughs> sure. My dad would constantly get annoyed as a kid when he would take take us fishing for many reasons, but one of them was, uh, you know, you go fishing for bass, perch. No, not perch, but walleyes, but he had a lot of crappie bait. And we just thought it was so funny that there was a fish called crappy. Right. And it, it really annoyed him. I didn't even annoy. understand because I'd heard the term crappy as a kid. And then you read it for the first time. Yeah. Crappy. It's and I was crappy. like, why would you use crappy bait, Dad? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Spinny, you got a good one? Oh, me? Uh, <laughs> oh, man, this is funny. <laughs> Did you know softball was originally called kitten ball? Kitten, as in the kitty cat. Uh, be, because they didn't have an actual ball back then, they would have to, unfortunately, use kittens. Yeah, <laughs> they would use kittens. Um, but they had to stop after a while because it's really hard to hit a kitten over a fence. <laughs> they they wail too much. <laughs> but the good thing, do you know why they use kittens? It's not aerodynamic at all. But Do you know why they use kittens? They could last nine innings. Oh, that's true. Nine lives, Sam. Well there done. you go. Well uh, did you know... In the 1930s, before the breathalyzer was invented, police used something called the Drunkometer. Yeah, that was just my uncle. I yeah, think. that was. Uh, it was a huge device that required a person to blow into a balloon, and if they were dumb enough to do it, they were drunk. Uh, finally, did you know Arby's was the first fast food chain to ban smoking in all of its locations because? No other fast food restaurant cares more about your health than Arby's. Than Arby's. We smoke the meats. Uh, they don't smoke anything. Unfortunately, no smoking at all in Arby's. I had some Arby's this weekend to try to fix my pickle juice situation. Man, did not help. You texted us, you say, because you chugged that pickle juice last week for the sports bet thing, the physical challenge. Yeah. And then I hadn't really, you had Arby's yeah, like dude, an hour or two just, later. Not just Arby's, but instead of uh, uh, getting a beef and cheddar sandwich, I got three roast beef sliders and then a cup of cheddar and a cup of red ranch to yeah. where I just dip and made my own tiny beef and cheddars. Not good. Not good. Went to Dairy Queen to get a to be get a big uh <laughs> blizzard. blizzard to kinda hold everything in. Wait, th- these are not this is not how you do it. No. It worked. No, it didn't. It worked for a while. (laughs) (laughs) Seven secrets about men most women don't know. Oh, my goodness. How are we supposed to make money on the Internet? The Internet? That thing's still around. How do other people make money on the Internet? We'd have to put something up on the Internet that everyone would find fascinating. Wait, I've got it. Computer, load up celery, man, please. Yes. 
It got me. Actual clickbait got me. Uh, but this time, I did it for the show because I saw this ad on an Instagram you or Facebook thing. You were worried, too. You didn't know something about us. <laughs> Men. Let's find out. Uh, I'm these worried. Are- these are seven secrets about when about men most women don't know. Uh, once I read this, I was like, "Oh, I gotta bring this! I gotta <laughs> yes. bring this in for Emily. She's oh, gonna." Oh, here we it. go. Uh, also, this was just an ad that some dude bought, and then the articles on Thought Catalog, which is a step below Medium but a step above Substack. Uh, basically, where anyone, is it compared to BuzzFeed? Right um, very low, very low okay, compared okay. to BuzzFeed. Okay, cool. Uh, here's the thing of seven secrets about men most women don't know. Emily, I don't know if you know this, but number one, men have to risk rejection a lot more than women. Oh, boo Uh-huh. Oh, really? Uh, I'm so sorry. The fact is, women must deal with a lot less rejection in dating than men. If a woman is unwilling to make a move on a man, she can sub-communicate to him she wants to make one without risking real rejection. What? If what? that doesn't work a different man will try his luck she can meet and get chatting to a lot of men without having to risk direct rejection there's a lot of stuff that she does have to risk though like her life yeah like my life you know just my sanity safety safety it doesn't say it didn't say that here number two oh man this is great i love it number two emily did you know did I know? Did you know? Men cannot get a date or romantic attention easily. If a woman wants to date, if she just wants sex or even a little ego kick, it's not exactly scarce. It could be as simple as jumping on Tinder or getting dressed up to go out for a night. A woman has the security of knowing <laughs> romantic attention, at least in some form. It's always available should she want it. Oh. Each time a man has to move the relationship forward, there's a chance of you rejecting him. This guy has oh been rejected a lot. He's been so rejected. <laughs> also, I like uh, how he's like, yeah, if a woman gets dressed up and goes to the club, she gets attention. I don't want attention. Yeah, I was going to say 90% of the time you don't you want don't it. You don't want it. I just want to feel good. It's heavily unwanted attention. Work, the answer is never. Unless you're hot. That's what this guy would say. Well, if it's yep. a good-looking guy, they don't need sexually harassed. Oh, man, this is uh, one of those what... Uh, Incel, men's rights, Mm -hmm. uh, what's that? Pickup artist type dudes. Number three. Oh, boy. Society puts enormous pressure on men to be good with women. Uh, Like it or not, more pressure is on men to have skills with women than the other way around. Growing up, boys who can flirt and interact with girls are heroes by their friend, whereas girls who show extraordinary social skills with men are shamed by their jealous peers. What? Uh... I will say, th- mm. if there's one thing that sort of rings true, it is that men are like, if you can have sex and you have sex first, you're good, you're a hero. Women are slut-shamed. So if oh, there's, sure. This yeah, might have definitely. some kernel of, of kind of thing. But let's move on to number four. Men are encouraged to be independent and not ask for help. When a woman asks for help with something, she generally has no fear of being judged. However... Men are raised with the belief that a man should be independent and strong and shy away from help. Sure, oh, but that's all, that's all in your imagination. Because anytime I've reached out for help with my bro friends, it's like instant. 
Yeah, and you gotta, you gotta yeah, break we through instantly these. make fun of you. Yeah, and then they're like, okay, you stupid, you know, name calling. Come I on, mean, you big idiot, get up. The thing Pick is, yourself is up and- when I ask for help, it still makes me feel dumb because I, yeah. I'm like, I want to know how to learn. That's I want to know how to human. do these things. But it has been a society that has not taught women how to do a majority of things. Yeah. We live in a society. We do be living in a society. Number five, men aren't good people readers. Men yeah, are, I know. Men you are can less, tell by this article. <laughs> men are less intuitive and socially adept than women, which Whoa, works bro. in a woman's Whoa. favor on dating and what? playing the field. Mm-hmm. If a woman was tasked to carry a heavy box upstairs... Oh, shut up. Oh, yeah, I would do it, and uh, I would show you example, my muscles. How does this example relate? This guy's... Uh. From a man's point of view... Number six. The from one a, that I don't want. From a man's point of view, <laughs> all a woman needs to pick up is looks. They're right. A woman can be pretty all by herself. Jesus, dude. And yeah, this is, man, this is kind of rambling. This number seven. This is our last one. Okay, this is okay, definitely an incel. Jesus. Uh, number seven. Men are given mixed signals from a young age about what women want. Be a gentleman. Treat a woman with the utmost respect. Always, and you know what line's about to happen. Don't say I it. I know. Always put her before yourself. Men are hammered with this advice growing up. Then what happens to a guy who always follows this advice? He ends up in the friend zone. Oh, How old is this boy? It's, it's this no, little boy. It's, it's no an, wonder it's like guys get confused about what women want. How, here's an idea. Maybe don't think all women are the exact same thing. It's not. It's, also, it's a, so maybe don't think that all women really care about is men and what you do yeah. for us. <laughs> we don't care. Just be a good human being. It's yeah. not that hard. Start there. And if your entire entire life is uh, just involves you trying to please a woman, then of course you're going to be unsuccessful. So just like stop, just stop. Go like get the a old hobby. song says, you can't please everyone if you can't please yourself. That's not exactly how it I don't, goes, I don't think that's exactly Take care of yourself first. That was an awful list. Missed it by that much. Greetings, listener. It is now time for Weird or Wired. Is it weird? Is it wired? Matt Bearden's going to let us know. You guys ever come up with a great idea but realize, oh, I think I may have just barely missed the window of opportunity. Yes. Uh, Working at a news station in the year 2000, I would make videos when everyone went home, edit them, and then put them on the internet uh, on a little FTP site we had and then show them to my friends at school. And like, dude, you can put videos that you made on the internet? You're going to be so famous. (laughs) Yeah. That's a big one. Just think if you got together with a couple of friends and said, let's make a site where everyone can share these videos, you could be a billionaire. And now working here. Yep, yep. Um, so the, Europe has said, hey, they're pushing for more and more battery operated cars, electric vehicles. Uh, there's a big push here in the U.S. Let's move towards electric vehicles. Um, Danish startup Autofuel has developed a robotic arm capable of refueling your car <laughs> at a gas station. Okay. Awesome. They say they'll need to be. It'll be a couple more years of testing. Yeah. But they may eventually be able to roll this robot out to the rest uh, of the civilized world. Where you'll have a robot that refuels your car. Perfect. Does anybody feel like they're kind of twenty to twenty five years yeah. off of where they should? I mean, hey, by the man. time you roll this out and make all the money off it, I'm not saying it couldn't be there. Yeah. It's just that we're just. Hey, 
if we discover cold fusion, maybe we'll just need coolant, you know, and it can fill up our coolant or kill like atom powered. Wipe down cars. the windshield. <laughs> yeah, that sort of they thing. They do one of those big uh, things where they pull the car up and they bring all the press out to show you how well it works. <laughs> it opens the little hatch and then it turns around. It, the arm literally attaches to you don't have you don't have to retrofit anything. It will you can build it into the kind of fueling stations you have now. Okay. And you program it, and it knows how to just, it's a, you know, a twisty little arm thing that then will fill up your car. It's cool. got a little eye. You can see where to put the... Okay. It just also feels like, okay, well, we're not going to have electric or also, gas-powered cars as much, well, so... Well, yeah. Can it also be retrofitted to just plug in my electric vehicle? Now, there, are millions, <laughs> there are millions of cars on the road right now, and it'll take a while for them to all kind of roll out of usage, so I'm sure it'll probably... It just really feels like one of those things <laughs> where it's like, hey... Scientists, you know we still have cancer too. That might have been a thing sure. to look at. Hey. Also, just an electric metal device handling gasoline. You're, you're not even supposed to have your phone in, on when you're at the pump. They could, they could which has kind of been disproven. I mean, still. it does. It, I understand the point of the robot because the robot doesn't cower when someone walks up and goes, "Hey, man, I just need five dollars to get to Houston. Just you know, I got to go to five, Houston, man. Trying to get to Houston. If I could just get five dollars from me real quick, man." Oh, yeah, and we'll design so, those robots to start pushing those people away, <laughs> just moving them out of the way. <laughs> also, oh. some of the best fight videos are in gas station parking lots. So if we could train that robot arm to also use a phone yeah. and make sure Beautiful. to film. Oh. And in, also, in landscape. keep filming all the way through some of the brutal damage. You know what I mean? Sometimes yeah. people turn off the camera too early. Wait till the very end. Train the robot. Get the full shot. I, I have to give this one a, a weird rating. <laughs> I mean, like, I kind of like the concept. It would be nice to just pull up to a gas pump and it just gets pumped for me. I don't have to get out. But also, where's the tragedy in getting out and pumping your own gas? Right. Uh, Zero tragedy. Is it really needed that much? <laughs> I mean, there's still... No, I've seen some video of people online that don't know how to pump their gas and they don't know what they're doing. Well, I think, you know, is it Oregon a state where you still... Yeah, Oregon's one of the ones where you still have to... By law, you had to have somebody... Pump yeah, the gas the for tendon. you. I think they just did away with it last year, so now everyone in that state is learning how to pump their gas. I mean, maybe it would have been great for that state. I yeah. don't know. But uh, anyway, I, don't worry about this robot taking anybody's job too soon. You may roll your eyes at his antics, but we know you're still listening. The C.J. Morgan Show on 101X. <laughs>